T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The final out has been made. Let's talk about what just happened. The good and the bad. It's time for the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove, with the franchise, Tim Allen, on the fan. If you need doors and windows, go to PellaWI.com. Well, it is a final from American Family Field, and the result is uh, certainly not good. A 6-1 loss in game one of this three-game set against the Pittsburgh Pirates, and welcome in, everybody. It is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway Union Grove as the Brewers fall. Again, 6-1 the final, and not a lot went well tonight. This one I think you have to uh, throw into the clunker category. Uh, Ev- not Evan, it's Austin that is here. Austin, Texas here. The Polish pipe bomb graces us with his presence tonight. Actually, we have um, we have three individuals doing a show tonight. That's that's good, and I like that because we're going to have to get to the bottom of uh, what might be the most concerning uh, to Brewers fans here with a seven and six mark. And again, the you know the, the the clunker goes a little bit more than just the loss. It's a it's a ton of strikeouts. It's a Devin Williams conversation that has to be had tonight. Because he he doesn't look good, and I do have a uh, you know a little line on uh, maybe a, a question that needs to be answered from somebody regarding Devin Williams. So stick around for that. You have, like I said, a ton of strikeouts. You have Travis Shaw leaving about as many people on base as were at the game tonight. Uh, Travis Shaw left uh, eight runners on base. You toss in an error for Travis Shaw. And you have, uh, yeah, you just have a, a rough game, Adrian Hauser. I question part of that move uh, to go ahead and bring Brent Suter in here. And we'll get to that uh, here in just a second. But uh, just a few things to clean up here for the crew as, uh, again, the offense not as consistent as it should be. You put up one run. I mean, that's that's not going to win you very many games. You're going to have to find a way to get some offense in here Part of that, as we all know, are the injuries. Uh, Kristen Yelich unavailable again today. Uh, now, again, I would wait this thing out also. I think we all have to show a little patience here in some of these injuries. But certainly Yelich, not an IL stint, but maybe it should have been just to shut it all down. Uh, he was at uh, American Family Field yesterday working out. So he is really close. Uh, Craig Council did not necessarily 
rule out uh, tomorrow for Yelly being in there, but I suspect it's either Sunday or Monday at at the best. But hey, maybe he was throwing a smoke screen out there. Lorenzo Kane on the IL, and as as I said, Colton Wong. I mean, these injuries are playing a factor uh, in uh, in the lack of offense at times for this team. They didn't get through a uh, hot spurt right there last weekend against St. Louis with a couple of games Saturday and Sunday, and they come back and score some runs against the Chicago Cubs, a six spot and a seven spot, two of those three games. So you're starting to see some of the offense, but you certainly want it to be a little more consistent. And we have to give credit to uh, Brubaker as well for the Pittsburgh Pirates. It looks like he's uh, going to be a good one. Uh, maybe not elite, but but pretty good, and he's having a good season here thus far. I uh, want to get your reaction here after the Brewers' uh, game one loss, and you know you say seven and six, and they're kind of holding their own. I still say they should have two additional wins, and I don't have the uh, metrics all laid out to uh, you know to to quantify that at all. But I just in general, you know, you had the streak of one runner less. Five innings or more for the starting rotation, going eight straight games doing that. Well, you should have won a couple of more of those games just based on the offense put up and and you get a couple of more runs. But I'll show uh, some patience yet uh, being only 13 games into the season. Uh, I'll wait on that just a little bit. But uh, there are minor, mild concerns here. And when you look at a... uh, a lineup like this, I mean, again, uh, Billy McKinney, who's been pitching in in his role, he gets to start tonight. Uh, you have Jace Peterson in the starting lineup at second base. You didn't see Robertson uh, in the starting lineup tonight, but you, know, you get guys like that all bunched up at the bottom of the lineup. And you, occasionally you are going to come through, but you know, more times than not, those guys need to pl- go back to playing their roles, and this team just needs to get healthy. They've got to get They've, they've got to get healthy here. 414-799-1250. Let's go into our game recap here tonight. As uh, the first inning, each team went 1-2-3. Hira and Shaw with strikeouts in the bottom half. Uh, Colin Moran gets Hauser in the second inning, a solo shot. Uh, boy, he is like the new Brewer killer, isn't he? Wow, he is just thumping against Milwaukee. Uh, a couple of fly ball outs and a ground out in the bottom of the second for the Brewers offense. Six up, six down, one zip into that third inning. Hauser, a couple of quick outs, but then an infield single to Frazier. However, he is uh, erased on a caught stealing. And it's one zip into the bottom of the third. Brubaker strikes out the side in that third inning, but not in order. Brewers had a chance. Urias, a leadoff double. Jace Peterson, a three-pitch strikeout. Hauser at least took Brubaker five pitches to strike out. Uh, JBJ hit by a pitch. Keston Hira hit by a pitch to load him up for Travis Shaw. Kind of game on the line right there, maybe early on. Takes him nine pitches, but ends up striking out. There's a big point in the ball game, guys, right there. Bottom of the third inning. With Travis Shaw, your best hitter thus far this year, Travis Shaw, and and he strikes out. But, hey, nine pitches, uh, he he did fight him right there. First two men reach against Hauser in that fourth inning. He's in trouble. Infield single, a four-pitch walk. 
Then he's facing Moran, uh, Moran again. Gets him on a huge strikeout. Stallings, a ground ball. They throw him out at first, second, and third. Chance to get out of that jam in the fourth. Facing Polanco and gets him on a foul pop-up. Shaw with a nice grab. Huge turning point in the game early on. Even bigger than the third. The fourth inning, big for Hauser. It's one zip into the bottom of the fourth inning, but very quickly, three up, three down for the Cruz offense. One zip into the fifth inning, and Adrian in trouble again in the fifth. The leadoff infield single, then a base hit up the middle, and facing the pitcher gets him finally to strike out on a bunt attempt, and Council has seen enough right there. So two on, one out in the fifth inning. Now, I, I guess for selfish reasons, guys, I was hoping he'd give him a chance to get out of that thing. If for no other reason but to keep the starting pitching streak going, and I know it should be all about victories and Council liked that matchup, but if we're being mildly critical, I guess that would be one thing I would point to, at, uh, among others, in tonight's ball game and, and in uh, general speaking of the Brewers. That part right there, I'm not so sure that Brent Suter was the right move. And, and, and I know that he's sort of that long guy, but then what is Josh Lindblom? Again, mild concerns tonight at 414-799-1250. I'm not, getting, I'm not going off on a rant here because they lose 6-1. Just some mild concerns here. Now, Brent Suter was thrust into the eighth inning the other day against the Chicago Cubs. High leverage situation, one run uh, game at that point, one run lead uh, for the Brewers. In this case, uh, Suter comes into a one run deficit, and you want to keep it right there, obviously. But is Brent Suter really that kind of pitcher now, or is that out of necessity? Because I've been saying for a while, this team is one arm short in the bullpen. You've got two. You've got two out there. Uh, that are, uh, I guess, I guess in a way defined as long men, and that's Lindblom and that's Brent Suter. So is there room for both of them? I mean, you're going to have high leverage situations when a guy like Devin Williams is sort of, uh, for lack of another term, demoted to a lower leverage situation out of that pen, which I got to get to that too in, in a bit, but. I would disagree. I would have given Hauser a chance to get out of that thing. He's given he had given up one run through four and a third. He's in the fifth, two on, one out, had just given up one run. I give him a chance to get out of it. That's but that's just me. Seventy three was the pitch count at that time. Yeah, and again, Craig Council goes to Suter, and that dude, one of the dudes on Pittsburgh that always seems to step up, Newman, Reynolds, Frazier, and Moran. Those those four guys really terrorize Brewers, don't they? Uh, Frazier stings them for a two-run tri- triple. That makes it three to nothing. And uh, Suter gets a big strikeout, but a two-out double scores that fourth run, and he has to face Moran. He walks Moran first and second, still can't get out of this thing. He's got to face Stallings. He does end that frame eventually damage done three runs come in in that fifth two uh credited to hauser one to Suter, 
and it's four zip into the bottom. And the Brewers hit the pay window, bottom of the fifth inning, after Narvaez grounded out on the infield with a great play by Evans, by the way. Next two pitches, base hit by Jace Peterson, and this rocket from Tyrone Taylor. And Taylor rips one into the gap left center. To the wall it goes. Peterson on his horse. Around third, he'll score. And Tyrone Taylor, his first hit and first RBI of the season. Well, there you go. As heard on Bally Sports Wisconsin, uh, that that's all you get for highlights tonight. Nope. We're cutting them off there. That's it. No more. Well, there's no more to play because uh, Keston Hira comes up after that. Um, uh, works a walk. Bradley strikes out. Shaw, hard contact, a ground out. They do get one in the inning, four to one into the sixth inning. And three up, three down for Suter quickly in the sixth uh, into the bottom half. And a good start to that sixth inning. Base hit by Avi Garcia. Narvaez then down 0-2. Works it back full. Come on, rally. Get it. Nope, he struck out. Uh, Vogelbach into pinch hit. Uh, Within the sequence, Garcia is thrown out trying to steal second. I don't know where you're going down three runs, but okay. Vogelbach strikes out for the eighth strikeout for the Brewers offense into the seventh inning. Uh, Perdomo in for the seventh inning goes one, two, three with a couple of punch outs. There's that possibly potentially, maybe there's that additional arm in that bullpen. I've been looking for all season, uh, into the bottom Do the Brewers, uh, have a, um, a rally in them. Uh, Urias Peterson and Taylor coming up. And I'm not knocking that. That's just injuries have forced this. Um, but nonetheless, uh, they're going to have to find a way. Uh, Jace Peterson has a, a walk in that inning. Um, but another strikeout for the 10th strikeout. Bradley Jr., a, a base hit, first and third, two outs, two on. Keston Hira representing the tying run in that seventh inning. And Keston works the walk, bringing up Shaw. He's left five runners aboard to that point, and they're going to bring in the lefty. Oh, man, lefty, lefty, that's not a good matchup for Travis Shaw. First pitch, flies out to left field, and nothing across for the crew into the eighth inning, holding pattern at that 4-1 to score. Devin Williams into the game, walks the leadoff man. Second hitter, JBJ, with a diving grab. Nice play from Bradley Jr. Then he gets a strikeout, two outs, but then Polanco hits him. Two-run shot, 6-1 to one in that eighth inning. Ah, Devin Williams. Uh, by the way, after that, uh, Travis Shaw has an error. Then there's a balk by Devin Williams, and you lit- literally have a disaster in that in that eighth inning. Maybe a bad luck game for the crew as they go on to lose 6-1. to one. Pitching streak is over. Shaw, their best hitter, a rough night. Eight men left on base. He also had an error. Devin Williams uh, gives up a couple of runs, a two-run homer, a walk, a balk. Brewers offense, double-digit strikeouts, still no Christian Yelich. Lorenzo Kane and Colton Wong on the IL. So just a rough kind of kind of go for the crew here. But mild concerns here. 
for the crew at 414-799-1250. Let's get in a couple of calls before we uh, get to our first break here. We're going to hear from Craig Council coming up as well. Hey, Brian, you're on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show. What's up, man? Hey, Tim. Uh, rough night, as you said. Uh, I guess the one thing I want to talk a little bit about, I guess, Offensively, you're right. I mean, we're three three guys down, and and when we talked the other day about this, you know, we just don't have enough thumpers in the lineup to kind of get get that big hit. Even though Shaw had a big had a had a rough night tonight, but I think I think Hauser coming out in that fifth inning was kind of early for that. Didn't to come out of there though, and I do think I think Craig has always you know relied on that bullpen, and I think I got to tell you, our our middle relief is is kind of it's, it's kind of shaky. And 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 I and I get kind of nervous about that. And then Devin Williams, you know, I mean, I, I really question, you know, why if he was hurt in spring training, and that's what they were trying to hold him back. But he obviously isn't ready to be pitching at least at least at least, at least in, in crucial situations. And and tonight was a crucial situation when he was in there. And I, I think- got a little request in, Brian. I, I do. I have a request in to uh, somebody to find out. Okay, so he was he was ineligible. No, I shouldn't say ineligible. He was hurt for the playoffs, Devin Williams. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, so he couldn't go. This was in early October. Correct. You have October, November, December, January, and half of February, and then you have six weeks. So we're looking at another month. We're looking at over five months of an off season. If it's a shoulder injury. I don't mind hearing that information, but four appearances in a six-week spring training run I don't think is a good way to prepare a Devin Williams for a full season. I I couldn't agree more. And then the one thing I really have to question, you know, Corey Knabel was was, was there. He was a guy that we basically (laughs) made a decision that we weren't going to bring back. And if you had any inkling that that Devin Williams was was hurt or had her had problems, why and why in the world did we let, would, did we not tender Corey Knable a contract, knowing he was coming off and he was going to be healthy after a long uh, time off with his with his with his injury? I just really questioned that move. I mean, I guess uh, again, I mean, I we need to find an arm. You said it the other day. We need to find an arm in that in that bullpen. And I think again, we only scored one run again tonight. So mm-hmm. I, mean, I, I don't want to put it all in the pitching, but. I mean that that's a question that needs to be asked. It 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 does, Brian. Thanks for the call. And and this show once in a while finds uh, the 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 blind squirrel finds an acorn once in a while. But I've been telling you from this show, from this microphone, this bullpen's a, an arm short, and we're seeing it. We're seeing two guys playing one role, and that's Lindblom and that's Suter. Do you feel comfortable in a one-run game with Brent Suter in the ball game? I just don't. I love Brent Suter. I think he's, I think he's a genius. I do, in more ways than one. I think he's a genius. Certainly, his intellect, being an Ivy Ivy leaguer, but I also think he's a genius in what he did to make a few million dollars playing Major League Baseball, with a fastball that's uh, averaging around eighty-seven. He found some sort of thing and that thing was pacing for him okay well I just don't feel comfortable in a high leverage situation for Brent Suter I don't 
And that has not been his role. And now back-to-back appearances for Brent Suter, he's placed into a one-run game. One run up and one run down. And it hasn't gone well. But someone's got to chew up innings. This show has been telling you this bullpen needs another arm. And, and uh, when you take a look at uh, Fire Eisen, what would, what would the Brewers' record be if they didn't have him? Uh, and finally, in, in that bullpen, <laughs> and I say this tongue-in-cheek a little bit, but this offense may be costing Josh Hader a whole ton of money someday because they can't get to him. They can't get to him in the safe situations, which is the money stat for Josh. That's the money stat. Get to him. Rack up some saves. They can't, they can't get to him. Uh, Devin Williams is uh, one, of the, one of the things that I'm a little curious about. Just mild concerns, so I'm not going to freak out about this. Showing a little more patience than, than I normally would because of a lot of different factors. Marty, you're next, 414-799-1250. Hey, I agree with you. Uh, I think the pitching's been great starting, but can we make a phone call to Mr. Ryan Baran? to play uh, first base and get his bat in the lineup. You know, I, I hadn't thought about huge. that this early, though, Marty. I, I you know, Ryan Braun. <laughs> maybe later. Well, hey, he's he, he still has it. He showed it last year. Uh, he's just got to sit at the, at the bag at first and uh, hit. And I think that would help out our, our, our offense a tremendous amount. He could step up to the plate and uh, swing the bat he has. Yeah, I, I would want him with the big boys back healthy. See, not ju- not just a stopgap. Marty, thanks for the call. Nah, I think it's just a tick early for that. I still believe this. I think if they're in this thing in July, which I expect to be, I will not rule out that dude running on onto the field at American Family Field. I'm not ruling that out. All right, 799-1250, you'll hear from uh, Craig Council coming up and others. But just some mild concerns here. We'll talk about it on a Friday night. Brewers fall in game one of the three-game set against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Yeah, Colin Moran and Frazier, the usual suspects offensively for the Buckos, get it done. It's the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show. Driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove here on 1250 AM, The Fan and Odyssey Station. Let's hear what you thought of today's game on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show. Driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove on The Fan. Call Tim Allen now at 414-799-1250 or tweet the show at 1250 AM, The Fan. You know, I want to say this. I I don't know if it was the mic, the crowd mic placement uh, for tonight, but I will say this, the 11,967 at American Family Field tonight, man, you guys were loud. Whoa. 
Did you notice that, Austin, too? That, I mean, for whatever reason, this was like a very, very boisterous crowd. Oh, yeah, I did. And I actually had a few buddies at the game tonight that were sending me some Snapchats of it. And it looked pretty electric in there. Uh, it, it also probably helped that my one friend was able to wave the Brewers flag on Bernie's slide tonight. Oh, nice. Got a big, you know, big name across the scoreboard and everything. He was waving it. Yeah, it was really funny to see. Did not know he was doing that. Beautiful. And so, I don't know, it just seemed like it was a little bit more on the electric side in there tonight, just waiting for the big hit. And those those big hits, like the big, um, you know, th- cons- consistently, the three-run homers, maybe a grand slam thrown in to boot, that's just not this team. It's not. You get an occasional bomb from uh, Travis Shaw. You had the three-run bases-clearing double from Urias. But really what I expected out of this offense this year was what what the Pittsburgh Pirates did tonight. A solo shot, but the other runs were just keep-the-line-moving type type of rallies. I mean, they've they've got to to put the ball in play a little bit. Three infield singles for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Remember uh, in 2019... That was uh, one of my mantras here. What in the world is all these infield singles against uh, against the Brewers? Well, Pittsburgh right back at it tonight, and they did it. I think it was the Cubs and, and Pittsburgh last, uh, well, in 19, that were really getting them on the infield singles, and that that's uh, really presence and, and presented by putting the ball in play. All right, so we get to Devin Williams. And I'm a little curious about this stuff, that uh, how that kid goes from as dominating as he was last year. Reliever of the year, rookie of the year. And it's a uh, 60-game shortened season. I understand. But, man, was he good. I mean, I don't think we've seen anything like that, really. .3 ERA, you know, just just literally unhittable. And you go a full off season. Now he did have a shoulder injury. That has to have something to do with the drop off of success here, doesn't it? So, did he have surgery? Not that I'm aware of. Did anyone ask? Literally ask if he had surgery. Oftentimes, uh, an organization is not going to come out and just say, hey, we're going to announce that someone's going under the knife. Usually it's, you know, days or sometimes even even a week or two or three or even more later where it's, oh, yeah, you had some uh, cleanup surgery in that knee. To my knowledge, he didn't have any surgery. To my knowledge, it was a relatively normal off-season. And again, count the months for Devin Williams to get prepared for the following year. If you recall, um, now it wasn't a shoulder, but Corbin Burns was not available either late last year. I think that might have been an oblique or something. But the shoulder injury, that's that's a little different for a pitcher. And understood if that's the case, that it was a little... You know, they, they elected not to go with surgery. They elected to let it heal. I'm just surmising. They elected to let it heal. 
And then they wanted to ease him into spring training. Easing him into spring training with four appearances. Guys, there's something to that. Now that we see how Devin Williams is pitching, there's something to that, don't you think? I, I like to, to gamble a little bit here and there. And I would, I would bet money that there's, there, there's just something to the injury here. Because he, why, why then only four? I mean, he could, in, in theory, have pitched three or four or five more, just a couple of batter-type situations if you're working on that changeup. To my knowledge, the fastball velocity was there in the spring and continued to be there early on this year. So if it is an injury, the kid's still gas in upper 90s. So I'm confused by the Devin Williams thing. I really am. Now, sophomore jinx, sophomore slump, call it what you want. Okay, if that's it, that's it. Then, uh, you know, that is that bug has bitten uh, a lot of uh, professional athletes, have success their rookie year, or their big bite of the professional apple, if you will, and then just have tailed off a little bit in that second year, and then they take a big giant step again in that third year. Okay, fair enough. If that's it, that's it. I don't, I don't know if that's it. I, I don't think it is. And, and the reason I say that is four spring training appearances. Uh, Lorenzo Cain is on the I.L., and again, we're talking about mild concerns. This is nothing major. I'm not freaking out. Uh, Lorenzo Kane opts out of the 2020 campaign. So he doesn't play baseball since what? The playoffs in 19, a full off season, does ramp up for spring training, opts out after five games last year. All right, and that was late July. So Lorenzo Cain's offseason was August, September, October, November, December, January, and half of February. Why the limited play for him in spring training? Don't give me his age. I don't, I don't even want to hear that. These dudes are in shape. We're not going to play scared and pretend that a guy, once he hits 35, is going to get hurt tomorrow. That's not the way, that's not the way I look at it. Maybe, maybe they do. I, I'm a little confused by that, too. How many at-bats did uh, Lorenzo Cain have to get ready? He had limited games, and maybe he forced it then late. Maybe you get him into games early in spring training, ease up a little bit, and then blast some more games heading into the season. I don't know. I just, I, again, just curiosity sort of things here. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. My boy Vincent in Anaheim. First time this season, my friend. How are you? You're on the fan. Doing all right, man. How y'all doing? You know what I mean. I mean, to me, it's just it, um, no considering which Adrian Hauser could have got through that. You know, got through that inning for giving up all those runs. Um, but you know, the offense. I just, I'm glad to see. Um, Tyron Taylor in there, man. I wanted to see him get his chance, and he got a hit. I think you know. I think he did. He get yeah, a he had a rocket too. double for an RBI. Yeah. There you go, man. There you go. I'm glad to see him in there. But you know, Darren Williams. When I looked at the box scores, because I was at work, so 
I looked at boxer and man, come on, Devin Williams. You know, some, something's up with him. I think what happened with him, Tim, is he only played 60 games last year, or you know what I mean, the season. That's mm-hmm. like basically like what the third of like not even half a season. I think he would have went through these troubles if we had a whole season last year. You know what I mean? I think he would have brought know, him up. I, I don't know happened. about I, I, that. I, I'm not sure about. I mean, when you're on a roll, you're on a roll, and he was on a roll, I don't think yes, he would have fallen off the the ledge like he is this year. That's true. That's true. Giving up all these runs, but I, th- I think I think uh, it'll snap out of it, man. I, I think the ballpen is for real. The three, you know, I think uh, the last post game you're asking if the ballpen was for real or something like that. Mm-hmm. I think they are. I think uh, I mean the starting line, uh, starting rotation with uh, right starting rotation, Peralta. right? Yeah, hell yeah, I think they're for real, man. And I think, and I'm glad to see Peralta doing good. Um, hopefully, you know, when he gets his next start, he doesn't <laughs> go back to the old ways of being hot and then being cold. Uh, but it's just the pesky Pirates, man. It's early in the season, but long as long as we get the net, well, we got two more games against them this weekend, correct? Yep, yep. As long as we get those two victories, series victories, that's all that matters. Man, that that, that is all that matters. Hey, what's the weather there? Because it's freezing here. Oh, it's, it's pretty cool. It's a nice, cool, like 69 degrees outside. <laughs> See, the, uh, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> get out of here. All right, great hearing from you again. All right, 799-1250. Uh, just some mild concerns. And that question, I think, is valid. What is up with Devin Williams? Is it just a bad little, yeah, he's, you know, it's, he's off to a little rocky start and get it together. You got to, you're a change up pitcher. You got to feel that. And it's, it's got to come naturally. And you just have to just, just wait it out and get, get the right feel of your change up. Is that all it is? Are we sure that's all it is? Because it seemed to be a pretty quick hook to the high leverage situation or I should say from the high-leverage situation. Didn't it seem really quick? I mean, we were only 13 games in here. And it was almost a snap kind of call. Like, nope, Devin's going to pitch in some lower-leverage situations after a couple of bad outings. I just It's just that question mark, that curiosity is there. You guys have that same thing? Austin, you kind of curious about what's up with, with – Devin Williams? Yeah, I'm I'm almost kind of leaning towards. I hope it's just a little nagging still from that injury because that with some, you know, some rest can probably heal up. What would concern me is if it is a sophomore slump or just something we've seen with relievers where they have some success. We've seen this in Milwaukee a ton where relievers have, you know, really good success for a year or two Big time. and then just blow up like Turnbo and Gagne, but that's around guys the league like that. too. Right, it's around the league. So that 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 concerns me a little bit. You know, is he one of those guys now? Or is it just something where he didn't get enough experience in spring training this year and he's just trying to loosen it back up and get that feel back? I, I'm not pressing the panic button yet. I still have a lot of faith in Devin Williams, and I, obviously we've seen what he can do with the baseball. He can do some really magnificent things. So I, I feel good about it, but those those would be some things that I'm keeping my eye on. Yeah. Um, but I, I do have faith for him to turn it around. Yeah, and I agree with you. But but again, I, I'm just curious as to what might be the reasoning behind this. Okay, so here's another factor. And and maybe it's this too. Devin has to readjust to the offenses that are adjusting to him. Polanco clearly was looking for the changeup. 
when he hit him for the two-run bomb. Clearly looking for the changeup. Okay, well, do you change your strategy a little bit? Start leaning on the fastball a little bit more. I mean, that could be a two. He may be going through an education here of what he can do to be successful now that the league has seen him, and there is plenty of video on him. So we'll see. But I'm a little curious about this Devin Williams thing, and and I think – you know, um, log it into the uh, to the uh, court case of Exhibit A, and that would be spring training four appearances. I I questioned that at that time. Like, are you sure about this? You know, if I feel uh, um, a changeup pitcher is is a feel guy. He's he's got to make sure he feels it, stays loose. And are you sure four? Yeah, okay. They know what they're doing. Well, now we see the results. And I'm not blaming everything on only four appearances in spring training. But clearly, he's not the same pitcher. So we have to start putting these exhibits together and try try and figure this out. Uh, We're going to hear from Counts coming up next. Stick around. You want to jump in here? 414-799-1250. Talking about a few mild concerns and... What is up with Devin Williams? What do you think it is? It's the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove on 1250 AM The Fan. Uh, Well, they lose tonight, 6-1. We'll be back. What was the deal with the lineup? Why did he make that bullpen move? Why did he pinch hit with that guy? Time to get all of those questions answered and more with Scoop from the Skipper. This is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan. Yeah, 6-1 the final as the Brewers fall in game one of this three-game set to those uh, pesky Pittsburgh Pirates. Yeah, you're, you're right. They are these guys that can get you once in a while. Normally, they'll get this team right before the All-Star break. <laughs> and they'll do some damage there and slow the roll of the uh, Milwaukee Brewers. But this time, no, it's, like a five it's, it's game April. Sweep. And, uh, yeah, yeah, that five-game sweep was at it a few years ago, <laughs> yep, right before years the ago. All-Star break. Man. Dan Jennings in a in a rainstorm. I'll, I'll never forget it. Just a few years ago, but didn't they do it again just before the break uh, in nineteen? I, I think that have. was the I think that was the five gamer was in nineteen. Was that the nineteen? Yeah, I believe okay. so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah what a rough that's stretch just, of games. It's Fraser, Newman, Reynolds, and Moran. Those guys. Those guys are the ones that that uh, that do it to the crew, and they did it tonight. Six one, the final. Adrian Hauser, just four and a third, allows three of those six runs, and that means the starting rotation streak is over. Four and a third, two on, one out, just the one in off Hauser in the second inning. So he had yet to give up a run in that fifth inning. At seventy three pitches, Craig Council goes to get him. And I thought, you know, let him – come on, it's one zip here, Craig. It's 73 pitches. It's not 93. Give this guy – this guy has earned a chance 
to work his way out of it because he just got out of the same situation the inning before. Two on, nobody out, and came away unscathed. Additionally, I think the rotation as a brotherhood as well deserved Adrian Hauser to pitch his way out of this. Now, again, you don't play this game for for stats and streaks. I, I get that. But there is sort of this this thing that those guys have with that, they're all five of them are well aware of that streak. They're clearly a hundred percent clear on that. And so for that reason also that just the, the chemistry amongst those guys uh, being, being as competitive as they are, they, they want to, they want to hold up their end of the bargain. And Adrian Hauser walked off that uh, field in the fourth inning, the inning prior, he was excited and emotional to get out of that situation, to hold it at one zip. But counts went to get him. I, I got I to gotta know uh, if, if he uh, comments on that. Well, let's find out. Let's get to Craig Council here. We're going to hear from uh, Travis Shaw, uh, among others as well. So stick around. And also uh, mild concerns of, uh, of what's on your mind. And, and to me... More of a curiosity than necessarily a concern would be Devin Williams for me, uh, as well as uh, Lorenzo Cain, whether or not, and that's a little bit of hindsight. Uh, they, they didn't have enough time to ramp him up real quick. I don't know if that had anything to do uh, with, with the injury or not, but just a few things. And then finally in that bullpen, you've got a couple of guys, a couple of long guys playing the same role in my estimation. That's Suter and Lindblom. And then you have Devin Williams underachieving. So there's three guys in that pen that mm, are a little shaky, a little shaky right now. That's I don't think anyone could uh, could disagree with that. But let's get to Craig Council here after the Brewers game one loss to the Pirates here on the fan. Hey, Craig, was it more a case of when you made your pitching move that Adrian had struggled for a couple of innings, or did you just want that lefty lefty matchup with Frazier and Sue? Um, yeah, I don't know if I don't, I wouldn't describe Adrian as struggling necessarily. I mean, it was, they, they had traffic, um, in a couple of innings. Uh, he did a nice job getting out of some situations. Um, you know, you're going through their, their good hitters again. Um, we had, we had a left-handed matchup, at the, you know, the first hitter with Brent, uh, fresh Brent. And so we went with the matchup. Has, has the last few times out Brent made more mistakes with his pitches than you've seen him usually make, uh, Looked like he hung a curveball Frazier on that triple. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, there's – look, middle pitches get hit, you know, and, and when we make pitches in the middle, it's that's what happens. Uh, Devin threw a changeup down the middle. Brent threw a breaking ball down the middle, and those those pitches are going to get hit. Um, that's that's what the other team's – you know, the other team's job is. And, um, we, you know, when we make – when the, the hitter's job is when pitchers make mistakes to handle them. Going back to Adrian real fast, um, you know, not not a bad start, not a terrible start by any means, but just, you know, compared to what the last eight games had been with starters, just, I guess, not not really comparable to what uh, what, what would happen in the last eight games. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, I think Adrian made a bunch of pitches um, to get out of some jams and, and to keep it at one run through four innings. Um, I thought he did a good job, really good job at that. Um, 
I, you know, when the first two guys got on in the fifth again, um, you know, and they're, they're coming, those, they're, they're top of their lineups coming up again. Um, you know, we, we, we just, we went with somebody else to try to get out of it. Um, but he, you know, he made some pitches. He, to get out, you know, to keep it at one run. So it, it's, it's, again, it's progress to me for Adrian, um, you know, doing his job. We just didn't get it done on the back end tonight. Craig, when you guys did have a chance to score, you had the guy you wanted up every time, Travis, who's been so good. You know, he had that nine pitch battle the first, and then I think the second time he smoked the ball right off the mound. Yeah. You know, not great luck there, but I mean, you had your guy you wanted, didn't you? Yeah, he had and he had good at bats, like you said. I mean, the, the first one he gave him a battle with a with a bunch of foul balls and 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 Brubaker, you know, kept making pitches, um, hit a ball hard in the second time, um, just right at somebody. And then and then the third at bat was, you know, against the lefty Howard. And, you know, he just he just looked like he missed a barely missed a slider there. So you know, we we had traffic on, we had we had um, a hitter that's that's feeling good up there, and it just didn't just didn't play tonight. Are you going to need more innings like what um, Perdomo and Rasmussen did tonight? Just as Devin's still working through, you know, building up. Yeah, I mean, it's great to see Angel get off to a good start for us. I, I think that's an important one. Um, you know, I, I think he can help us, um, and he's showing that. And it's and we're getting him um, some experience in the right spots. I think so far, so that that's been really encouraging. I think um, you know, Drew is somebody we need against right-handed sections of the lineup, and and so um, he, the ball was coming out great tonight. Probably the best it has all year tonight. I thought um, I, I would, this was Drew's best outing. Just uh, the, the velocity was there, just the crispness to it. So um, encouraging, encouraging outing for Drew as well. Craig, Craig it looked like Brubaker, um, yeah, Brubaker um, worked the edges pretty good. And, he, you know, he got a lot of his strikes on the edges, you know, borderline calls. And is that what made him so effective is that he just didn't throw much over the middle of the plate? Yeah, I mean, that's that, that's a good formula. Um you know, we, we, he, we had a quick first inning, um, you know, so he got us pitch count, we, we, you know, quick, quick first two innings really. Um, and then we had a nice third inning and, and we made him battle with, you know, the third, fourth and fifth. Um, but yeah, I mean, he made some, he made, he made pitches when he had to, I think that was, that was kind of the story tonight, especially the last three innings. He made some pitches when he had to, um, you know, we, we let him through the first two innings pretty easy. And then, um, you know, he, he just, you know, it's kind of bend, don't break in the last couple of innings. If Hauser pitched pretty well tonight, uh, I'm, I'm curious as to why you lifted him then, Craig. <laughs> no, he answered it. He said, hey, uh, it was uh, flipping back over to the top of the lineup. And they were, they were going with Brent Suter, a, quote, fresh Brent Suter there. And again, keep in mind the 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 gravity of the situation. It's a one-run game right there. You know, game on the line. I would prefer this is just me sticking with Adrian Hauser. Let him battle his way out of there, even if he gives up another run. Let's say there were second and third there uh, with the one out, so he gives up a fly ball. It's two zip, and then he gets out of it. I'm good with that too. You know, again, this is not hindsight. I was curious when when he made the move. 
at lower 70s in pitches. I think Adrian Hauser deserved to get out of that inning. He deserved and has earned the right to battle his way through that inning. Now, I hope at some point this, this, these types of decisions, I think we all should hope these types of dis- decisions are going to be a little bit different in, in August. When the innings, you know, babysitting the innings doesn't matter as much. Just think about that, that, you know, if these guys are for real, if if this starting rotation, we talked about that the other day, is it it real or is it a run? Okay, if these guys are real, sky's the limit. You can can buy an extra inning and a third out of these guys on a regular basis. And it might not sound like a lot. That's a lot when you tack that on to a starter on a, on a, on a regular basis. And guy goes uh, five and two-thirds. Now he goes seven with an additional four outs. That's all, four additional outs. So hopefully that's going to change a little bit. But I, I, didn't, I didn't like that decision at all. And, and you know, maybe Brent Suter and, and Josh Lindblom can combine to, well, take up one roster spot. No, that, they can't do that. Okay, that's one of my mild concerns as another pitcher. Now, you heard Craig Council talk about Perdomo and Rasmussen. I'm crossing my fingers on both of them for sure. This organization, this team, this bullpen right now needs one of those guys to step up to go along with Fire Eisen, Boxberger, and Hayter. Because if Williams isn't there, now the void's got to be filled to the ninth inning. You've got to get to Josh Hader to the ninth inning. Because of no Williams, you're another arm short here. You're not going with Brent Suter in the eighth inning of a run one run game anymore. You can't do that. And I think we're we're all aware of that. But to help out Fire Eisen and Hader. Boxberger, too, and I would put him in the successful category in that bullpen right now. Okay, who else? Perdomo? Rasmussen? I mean, one of those guys, if they hit to go along with that, like I said, Fire Eisen, Box, and, and Hater, I think you're in much, much better shape. But as of right now, I'm going to lean toward Rasmussen. I'm still sticking to my guns on him. Because I, I think he's good talent. I think he's really good talent. So stick around for that. All right, stick around also. Uh, Travis Shaw, we're going to hear from Adrian Hauser. How did he feel after being lifted in that fifth inning with just giving up one run to that point? Seven nine nine twelve fifty. We'll come back and hear from Adrian Hauser as well as Travis Shaw on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show. Driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove, on 1250 AM, The Fan, an Odyssey station after a 6-1 loss. Let's find out what happened in today's game from the guys that played it. Let's head inside the clubhouse presented by Windows Select. Right now, buy one, get one free. Plus, no payments for an entire year. Call them today at 262-703-3500. Yeah, we know throughout the season there's going to be games just like this that uh, things just don't go right. Uh, You have a Devin Williams sighting today, and he gives up 
uh, a walk, um, a two-run home run. He has a balk in there and just a little out of sorts. Okay, it happens. Uh, Travis Shaw being really the best hitter so far this year. He leaves a ton of runners on base, and he also has an error defensively. You have an offense that strikes out 11 times in the ball game, and and granted, you don't have your your main guys in there. Uh, you have Suter that is uh, thrust into another one-run situation and and didn't come through. So I, all of these things get it, get them all out of the way in one game. We'll take that. Where we know that uh, a 162 is is going to have uh, certain games. I don't care what team you are. You're going to have certain games like this, but. You will say uh, uh, at the same time that there are some reasons for some mild concerns. Uh, I don't know if Adrian Hauser falls into that uh, necessarily category for me, but it depends on what you wanted out of Adrian Hauser. I thought he was critical to this rotation coming into the season. And and to a point, I, I would still stick with that. I want this uh, rotation and this pitching staff to be at the uh, really the elite level. And rolling. In order to do that, Adrian Hauser is, is, is pretty pivotal. You know, you could say uh, Brett Anderson eh, it is too, but now Freddie Peralta, Burns, and Woody. Give me one more. I'm getting greedy here. Give me one more with Adrian Hauser. And his first two starts, it was, it was decent. I mean, they were the, nothing that you, anyone should freak out about. Um, and even this one, despite, you know, getting yanked there in the fifth inning, I don't think I'm overly, overly concerned about Hauser yet. I mean, it, it takes a little time. Look at Corbin Burns. It does take a little time. And sometimes it takes some failure uh, to really take that next giant step. And so I'm, I'm all right with Adrian Hauser. And, and again, the rotation in general, I'm, how can you not be? Just th- those five dudes. Now, at some point, there may be a break in there for one or more of these guys. And someone's going to have to go tell Corbin Burns he's, he's going to have to skip a start or however they're going to work that. Maybe it'll be, no, we're going to keep you on, on a schedule. But listen, instead of just taking the week off, uh, we're going to have you go three innings, a max of 50 pitches. I mean, that's possible, too, to kind of keep an eye on this innings thing. But no problems with the rotation thus far at a 7-6 and six mark. Bullpen, on the other hand, still trying to figure things out. We talked about in the first hour of the show that, you know, bullpen arms might be the... <laughs> Might be the the uh, the one of the toughest challenges for the personnel department to put together for all of these major league teams. Spin the dial, and hopefully you're you're dialing up the right combination of multiple guys that just have good years that year. You know how often is it that a guy? Here's an, an example: Brandon Kinsler has some success here in Milwaukee. Leaves. I question why they wouldn't offer him. Uh, I think he left for like 2.5. Uh, but then he leaves and, and ends up an all-star for the Minnesota Twins. I mean, you just never know with these bullpen guys. But So the bullpen is a work in motion, and certainly Devin Williams is, uh, is a part of that. Um, and then we get to the offense. 
I'm going to just chalk it all up to number one injuries. There just hasn't been consistency with having a full arsenal there. Uh, so I'm going to wait on that. I'm, I'm still going to wait a, a good 10, 15 days uh, before we really start assessing you know, how good or bad this offense may or may not be. Now, again, back to the starting rotation. I wanted Hauser to pitch that fifth inning. He, he, I think this rotation as a whole earned that right. I think he earned that right to get out of that jam. He was emotional getting out of the jam in the prior inning and the fourth inning. And then who are you going with but Suter, who had a rough time his last time out. All of those told me that I want Adrian to work his way out of that thing, but that didn't happen. Let's go inside the clubhouse here from the Brewers' right-hander. Adrian, in, in that um, fourth inning, when you got out of the second and third situation, it looked like you know that got you kind of pumped up. And then you had that kind of swing and bunt started the next inning by Newman, and just kind of didn't work out after that, huh? Yeah, you know, I uh, got out of that inning, made a couple pitches in the fourth there, and then, uh, you know, some weak contact infield ball. You know, I thought we almost made a play on it. Just, uh, you know, kind of snowballed there a little bit. Hey, Adrian, in the fifth, was it just a maybe a command issue with the sinker in that last inning for you? Uh, no, I, I mean, I wouldn't say I had the best command overall tonight, but, you know, I was trying to get – trying to make hit some spots, get some ground balls and stuff like that. And they put a couple of good swings on it and, you know, put it in play like they're supposed to. Adrian, what just looking when you got the bat, oh, what did you think of Bruce or what was that that him tough? Uh, for me, it was hard to pick up on some stuff. You know, it was really hard to pick up on a, the difference between the fastball and slider for him. But, you know, that's a pitcher hitting. So, I mean, he had some good. He had some good stuff going tonight. He was throwing a lot of strikes, you know, working the edges and stuff like that. So you know, he was he was pretty on today. What did you hey, see Grant, from your perspective um, on the Moran home run? Was it just did he just put a good ball on it? Did you miss a spot? Like what what, what was it like from your perspective? Uh, yeah, I just left the change up a little up. Just need to get it down towards more of the bottom of the zone. And you know, he you know was just trying to take the ball that way and put a good swing on that ball. And you know, was up in the zone and he he got to. Seemed like you were pitching in a lot of two ball counts, Adrian. Does that change what you're able to do or like your game plan? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I wasn't working ahead tonight. You know, that that's on me and that's something I need to, you know, get back on the mound and fix, you know, my next bullpen and stuff like that. But that definitely changes the game, you know. Can't uh, if I don't start ahead, can't work uh, how we want to work pitches and stuff like that. So it definitely puts you in a bind when you when you get behind 2-0 a lot. Yo, Adrian, um, what did you think when Council uh, did give you the hook there in that fifth inning? Did you want to work your way out of that jam? Of course he did. Of course he would want to come out of there. Uh, we'll see what happens uh, moving forward. Uh, but Adrian Hauser, I mean, I, I, again, I, I'm not in, in any way overly concerned with anybody in this rotation and him being one of them. I'm, I'm really not. These guys keep you in a ball game every day. That's what's been happening this year, and you cannot argue with that. That's the coolest thing here. You're in a you're in a baseball game every day, and when you really think about it, let me let me just go pipe dream, uh, Tim, on you, uh, positive and and just uh, all sunshine and and just rosy outlook. When you think about the way playoff baseball is played. 
occasionally you do get the slugfest and people come up with a two-run homer matched by a three-run homer late. Not consistently. Playoff baseball is a game just like the Brewers have been playing all year. It's within a run or two or three to the mid-game. And in which case, the starting rotation run that they've been on, it's been a one-run game into the sixth inning. Every game for eight consecutive games. That's how a playoff game is played. This is, you could carbon copy that almost every year in every series. You see the great starting pitching holding offenses down where a third inning two-run double is a huge hit. In the postseason. So let me go uh, to that positive place. I think this team is sort of built in a way for the playoffs. At least the style of it, the personality of it. Like it doesn't matter how you get a couple of runs across. If it's Urias cleaning them up with with a double. If it's a bases loaded walk by Shaw. If it's a solo shot from Yelly. But we know one thing. Consistently, this starting rotation has kept you in the game until the sixth inning almost every single game this year. Just something to think about. That if that continues, this is a challenge for a team in the playoffs. Look at me. (laughs) 13 games in. I'm looking forward to the playoff. Uh, Tune in tomorrow night as I set my playoff rotation. (laughs) I don't know if I want to go that far, but you know what I'm saying? The style, just, just the feel and the style is almost like a playoff structure, if you will. And it starts with that starting rotation. The offense is going to have to step up there. This team, this team is not going to be a top five offense guys. They're not. They're they're just not. They're they're not. So that being said, do they have to be? Opportunistic? Move the line? Step up and have a good game? uh, uh, Put a good swing on a ball? You know, there's all sorts of things that they're going to have to do. But I don't think being a top five offense is in their cards here this year. But again, the good thing is, You shore up that bullpen, and if this starting rotation is for real, it's almost built like a playoff series. Just saying. All right, we'll take a break. Uh, And a big part of that is Travis Shaw. Although tonight had a a rough one, that's a baseball game tonight for Travis Shaw. (laughs) You're going to battle. You're going to hit the ball hard with runners on. You're going to go nine pitches deep in in an at-bat, laying off some really rough sliders fouling off some good pitches, and come up empty. It's just going to happen that way. All right, we'll hear from Travis up next, uh, 799-1250. A couple of minutes left for you guys to jump in here if you choose. As uh, the Brewers fall 6-1, the final to the Pittsburgh Pirates, game one of this three-game weekend set. And you're listening to the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway here on 1250 AM, The Fan. It's time for the, are you kidding me? Moment of the game. 
This is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan. Yeah, welcome back. Uh, we'll have the are you kidding me moment here. Uh, well, a couple of things here. One is uh, the Adrian Hauser poll in the fifth inning. I thought that was, ah, are you kidding me? You're going to do that. Uh, the other was um, you have a bunt attempt sighting. Jace Peterson squared to bunt in this game. A Craig Council offense, a position player. Squaring, I don't think he was going to, but I think he was just showing bunt on a one Oh pitch, but that was sort of, are you kidding me? Really? Okay. Need a base runner. Uh, and then there's Travis Shaw and these games. I have uh, not much critical to say about Travis Shaw uh, because he's been dynamite this year. Absolutely outstanding. And, and really uh, a great story on top of that. But, uh, a lot of men left on base here, but tough at bats, battled a little bit, and, and just they're one swing. Guys, they're one swing. Now, the outlier is the two runs given up by Williams. Okay, take that off the board. It's a four-to-one loss. The, 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 those are rare. Those are rare this year for the crew. You've been watching. You've been seeing these guys. A three-zip loss, a two-zip loss. I mean, they're right there. Almost every single night. And when we say every single night in baseball, it's we have to understand the the statement is a general statement because it's 162 games. So you're going to have some games that slip away from you. Brett Anderson had a start uh, against the Cubs that I, I think that final was eight to two. So games are going to get away from you once in a while, and I don't consider this one necessarily one that got all that away from you. It was still a ball game, mid-game. You're right there. And the offense, that's a different story. And, you know, once they're healthy, we can get a better gauge on what this offense is going to be. They're going to be better than this. They, they will be. Now, you put Christian Yelich, Colton Wong, and Lorenzo Cain back in any lineup, the offense is going to be better. And so a game in which you're down 4-1 mid-game, and that's going to happen occasionally, it's, it's not game over. And in this case, uh, you you had an opportunity, just one, uh, you know, one swing, and and you're right back in this thing. So, uh, this uh, all is not bad. It's just one of those nights where where it didn't happen, as Craig Council would say, it just didn't play tonight. Uh, that's for sure. And Travis Shaw, uh, a pretty challenging game tonight, but I'm sure based on uh, his attitude, he's pretty positive. Let's find out. Here's Travis Shaw. Travis. Uh... You kept coming up tight in the chances you really like. You had some real battles with that guy. Uh, I know you didn't have much luck with the ball up the middle either. Uh, but you, you must have liked some of the swings you had. Yeah, I mean, the first at bat, had a tough time picking him up. Second at bat, he actually made a decent amount. I mean, he made a couple mistakes there in that sequence. And, uh, just missed a couple pitches. Um, that's going to happen, though. But the last two at bats... Uh, especially the third one. Those are, those are pretty good swings, just kind of right at guys and uh, tough luck tonight, but kind of wash it and start over tomorrow. The weird thing about the way it worked out too, is that was, those were pretty much the only chances, weren't they? Were your chances. It really didn't have any other ones. Yeah. I mean, I had three opportunities just for some reason tonight, just didn't, wasn't able to cash in on any of those. A um, couple of big spots there with the bases loaded, but uh 
overall a couple of decent swings, just nothing to show for it tonight. Hey, Travis, does uh, Brubaker just make it hard to pick up a little bit with the fastball slider combination that he has? Yeah, he does a good job up and down, too, kind of changing the eye level kind of every other pitch. And um, he kind of did that tonight. First at bat, for some reason, couldn't pull the trigger. And then, like I said earlier, second at bat, he made a couple mistakes to me with the bases loaded, but just fouled him off. Um, but, yeah, he did, a, he did a pretty good job tonight attacking guys, changing eye levels, and um, – they, they, they pitched well tonight. Travis, the starting pitching has been so ridiculously good. You know, you know, Adrian obviously wasn't like that tonight, but, I mean, you know, he kept in the game until he left. He, he had to battle too. Yeah, he did. Um, offensively, just couldn't get it done tonight. I had, Like I said earlier, I had multiple chances to kind of get this game to a different spot, get it tied or whatever, get it closer, just – didn't happen. Pitching, pitching wasn't bad tonight. It was just offensively. We just, I couldn't catch in on a couple of those, those big opportunities. Travis, what do you make of a team like the Pirates? You know, they don't have a lot of big names, but they seem to be pretty scrappy. And they've got guys that seem to always give you problems like Frazier and Reynolds and those guys. Yeah. I mean, my time here in the past, they've always kind of been that pesky, pesky team for us for some reason. And up and down their lineup, they got a few guys that are swinging it pretty well right now. So um, credit to them. They pitched well tonight. They had some some timely hitting, and um, the guy. It's not. I mean, it's not going to be a pushover series. No series is. And like you said, they're scrappy and offensively, they got some guys with some good numbers right now. They're swinging it well. So uh, we just got to come back tomorrow, ready to go. Anybody else for Travis? Travis, just one last thing with some of the guys that are out now, Yelly, Kane, Long. I mean, there's not a lot of margin for error for the offense right now, is it? I mean, yeah. You know, some some guys are going to have to step up while you're missing these people, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, we're missing three starters right now. So uh, our depth is being tested a little bit right now, but um, it's kind of next man up. Uh, we, we all have confidence in those guys that are coming in. And uh, a guy like Tyrone tonight, he, he steps in his first game and ropes a double in his, his uh, first at bat. So guys like that just stepping up, getting some hits, um, we'll be good. But, yeah, we miss we miss those guys, and hopefully they – they can come back sooner rather than later. Yeah, I I agree there, and I think all Brewers yeah, right. fans uh, that have been following this team uh, for the bulk of the season here thus far knows that uh, there's some understanding that that has to be accepted with this offense right now. It, it just does, and you know you get in big spots, and and they're going to come through occasionally for sure, but on a more consistent level. That's gonna that's gonna have to have three starters back in there, and that's Colton Wong, and that is tra- uh, that's uh, Lorenzo Kane, and it's Christian Yelich, and you know Yelly, I'm uh, getting a little mixed messaging here from uh, Craig Council. David Stearns was on Valley Sports Wisconsin talking about the same thing, and you know uh, Council said that he wouldn't necessarily rule out tomorrow, but Stearns said, you know, it's 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 maybe a few more days uh council also said maybe during the road trip uh for for colton wong well that road trip goes to san diego and chicago for a week so it you know a, a week or 10 days more is what i believe stern said on valley sports wisconsin for colton wong so they did you know again the, the patience that that i have with the offense is still there for now it it is but uh, Travis Shaw, next man up. Some of these guys are going to have to step up. Well, who the, who is that then? 
Is that going to be a McKinney? Is is that a uh, Robertson? Is that a Jace Peterson? Is that a now Tyrone Taylor? I mean, you you tell me. I think the first one you could probably uh, uh, lead to or point to is Keston Hira. He's got to get going. And again, we're 13 games in here, but he's walking, which is, which is good. There's a few walks in there. He's been hit by pitches. That's been good, but there's only been four hits. Is that right, Austin, four? Yeah, he's been hit by a pitch four times, and he has four hits to the state as well. He's got to get going. And, you know, when when these when your starters are out, you know, Keston can't go down to the six or seven spot and, and get his stuff together and then work back up into the order. So it's it's going to be a work in progress for twofold for the uh, Brewers offense and that Brewers bullpen. I think they're still – Craig Council is still trying to figure out that bullpen – you got to get to Josh. Josh Hader is a is a question mark too. That if you can't get to him, then do you are you tempted to move him? You know, maybe up in the game a little bit. Are you tempted to do that when you're up two to one and there's bases juiced and one out in the eighth inning? I would be. You've seen <laughs> him in that role before. And he's yes, really we have. Good at it. And I wonder if you can't get to him, if you're going to have to be forced to use him at some point. Uh, there's a lot of money riding on Josh Hader, <laughs> just on his personal level. Um, you know, could, could you imagine him uh, getting in the situation where he locks down, oh, I don't know, 35, 40 saves? What that would do for his career would be amazing. He's got one thus far. Seven and six are the Brewers, and – uh, they fall tonight 6-1. The final will take a peek at uh, tomorrow's matchup as uh, the Brewers take on the Pirates. Game two and game one, they fall 6-1. It's the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Post-game show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove on 1250 AM, The Fan and Odyssey Station. What's on tap for the crew? What pitcher starts the next one? It's time for some forward thinking on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan. All right, final couple of minutes here. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Friday night, well, not good on the scoreboard. Uh, good on the calendar, well, it is Friday night, and that's that's always fun. 6-1 final as the Brewers fall. Uh, Austin, Texas is with me here. So MLB The Show is released, what, yesterday? Uh, it dropped last night for uh, early release last night at 11. It officially comes out on Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. On, on it's a big Tuesday, day for so. a lot of people. Yeah, okay, so you're you're super into that MLB The Show thing? Yeah, I just got into it last year pretty pretty, pretty good amount, and this year I'm trying to take it to a whole nother level. <laughs> okay. Starting off with a bang this year. All right, all right. I How much did that cost you, can I ask? Uh, the, the base game is 60, but, uh, because okay, I get, so they still are 60 bucks. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous how much they charge for no, these but games. They've been at a holding pattern for about, gosh, 
10, 15 years at 60 bucks, right? Yep. Yeah, the, the problem with a lot of these games now are you pay the base money for the game, and then there's like like a lot of apps where they have a bunch of in-game purchases. It's the same thing. So they get people to buy virtual currency to help improve their teams or their players or whatever they're playing with. So they make so much money on this extra stuff that people buy because a lot of people don't have the time or want to spend the time to grind and get that stuff the hard way. So they just buy it with real money. So do you? Uh, can you make money off this? Uh, you probably could. Yeah, they have. I know they have tournaments and stuff that you can sign up for. I don't know if I'm gonna dip my 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 foot into that quite yet, but we're trying to to rise up the the leaderboards on on the show rankings. So. Okay. All right. Well, good luck. Good luck on that. I appreciate. Um, it. Thank you. It is a matchup. Uh, Brewers left-hander uh, Brett Anderson going at it tomorrow. Trevor Cahill, the righty. On the bump for the Buckos uh, tomorrow, and Cahill has an eight ERA. So hopefully the Brewers' offense can do some damage. Look for a bunch of lefties to be right back in the lineup. I would imagine you'll pop Vogelbach a start uh, for tomorrow. Uh, move Keston over, but they want Jace Peterson in there. So we'll see what Craig Council does with that starting lineup. We'll uh, we'll see someone's got to come up with a big hit here and, and you can't rely on the pitching all the time. The offense is going to have to step up and help out occasionally. Let's check uh, the scoreboard around the national league central. A good day from what I understand. Uh, however, the reds. Yeah, the the reds stay hot. They, uh, they put up a ton of runs again tonight. They get a 10 to three victory over the in-state rival, the Cleveland Indians. Wow. Uh, Votto and Castellanos both homered in, in the win tonight. So Votto yeah, the, with three homers already this year. Yeah, so so the Reds stay hot. So that that's a little bit of some tough news. But the good news is, I think I think these are the the two more hated teams in the NL Central. I think that's fair to say. Uh, the Cardinals get a nine to two loss to the Phillies, so they drop a game, and the Cubs lose five to two to the Braves today. Yeah, I was on with uh, Rami earlier this afternoon and. You know, the the Cubs were down five to two, and and I got done with the uh, draft mockery, if you will, and uh, and I sat down before I got ready for work. But I sat down to say, oh, I'm going to watch the end of the uh, the Cubs uh, Braves game. So I flipped it on. It was on uh, MLB Network, and it was uh, bottom of the ninth inning at Wrigley, and it was a five two game, just a man on first, two outs, and I th- I actually said this, Austin. I go. Oh, great time to start watching the Cub game as soon as they're going to lose here. <laughs> I do have walk, another uh, then fun a fact walk for you. to put t- two runners on, then another walk to load the bases, and then all of a sudden they're one swing away from a walk off grand slam, and I'm like, you have to be kidding me! As soon as, as soon as I said that, I got to sit here and watch this, but. Will Smith having some problems for the uh, Braves trying to close that thing out, but eventually uh, gets it done, and the uh, Cubs lose again. They're rough, rough sledding for the Chicago Cubs right now, and I love it. Yeah, Zach Davies got the loss. He's got a 10-32 ERA to start this year. Uh, but a fun fact about that Cubs game, the Cubs were hit by uh, four more pitches tonight. I did not realize that. They are just magnets for the baseball. Well, uh, Jackie Bradley Jr. made a comment prior to the game today that uh, you know this whole Cub Brewer thing will 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 have some resolve. I thought that was an interesting comment. 
there there'll be some resolve here, and we'll we'll see next week as the uh, Brewers. Uh, I believe it's Friday. Yeah, next Friday we'll be. Uh, Headed back down to Chicago for a three-game set. Okay, that's going to do it for us. Uh, tomorrow is game two of this three-game set. Again, Brett Anderson, Trevor Cahill. And after the last pitch, you make the switch right here. We'll talk some Brewers baseball. Come on, offense. Carry the load one day. Uh, just run away with this one. You know, a, a win that is uh, where, the, where the starter just has a little bump in the road here and gives up uh, three or four, or the pitching staff as a whole gives up, you know, five or six. How about the Brewers' offense steps up and steals that game with like eight or nine? All right, we'll see. Uh, we'll meet you right here, Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin Post Game Show, uh, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. For Austin, Texas, my name is Tim Allen. You guys have a great night. I'll see you tomorrow night. After the game, and despite the outcome, smile Milwaukee, the world will smile back.